But talking about ghosts, we are ghosts. We are ghosts, and I killed Tim the Soup Guy. Um, you know since what? Since we didn't record for like a month and a half, well, like we can we... just plant a seed and start a new growth, new, new Tim, new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> new year, new us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this goes. We have people who, like, a person who wrote a review on Facebook now. Yeah, you person, Facebook yeah. review. You're cool, and we don't want to let you down. Yeah, we don't want to let you down, stranger. Except we let ourselves down every day. (laughs) (laughs) We're such failures. (laughs) Well. Well. Welcome back to this again. Um, My mic doesn't feel right, like, at all. Everything feels a little strange. I don't. I don't really. I think it's. I think you moved your mic further away from you last time we re- we recorded, like because I was squishing the plastic yeah. table that we record on. Well, that's fine. It's just my parents' <laughs> property. <It's> fine, <laughs> I'm sure it's okay. That I stole and haven't given back <laughs> in a long time. So, what have you been up to? Uh, we didn't actually fully introduce our name. Oh yes, we're yes, New Year, New Us. We're the Marble Forest Podcast. Wow, that was like really cheerful. I know. I'm Amber. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> and we have everything, every, everyone but Jason and the cats. We have everyone in this room. Yeah. Like, everyone. And maybe eventually you'll be able to actually hear them via their own microphone. <laughs> yeah. You got one, didn't you? Yeah, it's coming Thursday. We have a Devon mic. We have a Devon mic. It's not here yet. No. But it's coming. Yeah. New year, new me. I learned how to knit. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm really bad at it. Really? I Well, I just, like, I don't understand how to, like, do this. You just learned it. You're fine. Yeah. I can crochet, but it's, like, basic. Yeah. I can't do anything fancy. I can't do anything fancy. We can, like, knit and crochet together. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Podcast bonding. I started making a t-shirt quilt today. A what? A t-shirt quilt. Oh, you should make... Mine for me. I have a bunch of t-shirts in the closet next to you. <laughs> I um went to my parents where I have like all my t-shirts from high school slash early middle school or late middle school. And it's this huge tub and I just carried it and I was like, I'm here. <laughs> I brought some shirts. She's like, that's a lot of shirts. <laughs> Did you have to pick and choose which ones you wanted best? Yeah, I think I'm just literally going to cut them all up though and make them all into their own little t-shirt squares. And then... Just use what I feel like and make multiple quilts. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I think I'm going to theme them. One is going to be all band shirts. Oh. One's going to be all nerdy shirts. Oh. When I thought you said band, like, my mind immediately jumped to marching band because all of my, well, all of my band shirts that I'd cut squares out of are, like, marching band show shirts. Yeah, I was not in the marching band. Yes. How are you? Back to that question. How am I? Yeah. I'm good. That's good. Yeah? hmm What, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm petting Theo's ear. Why are you petting Theo's ear? Because <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, yeah. You have something to tell me about Theo and your family yeah. gatherings. I told you briefly. Yes. 
But the podcast doesn't know, and that's what's important. The podcast needs to know. So I told Jesse that I was at a family Christmas, and everyone was talking about, like, pets and their dogs and stuff. So I just, like, pulled up pictures of Theo and was, like, showing everyone pictures of Theo like he was my dog. (laughs) But I, I kept saying he was, like... My friend Jesse's dog and just, like, how cute he is. <laughs> well, at least, like, you didn't completely claim that Theo was yours. I t- well, at one point I did say, like, maybe he's, like, slightly mine because, like, I record there sometimes. And she used to be my roommate, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't um, say that right away, but someone said that and that just makes so much more sense. Like, so Did, Theo's- you, did you say that? Not See, someone else, but you said that later on? I don't know who- I don't And you remember. just believe- that but someone else said it. Theo might be sort of partially mine. Oh, oh right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Look at he's sitting under me. He loves me so much. And it's not just because he has a snack. He, I think it's because he has a snack. No, it's not. He loves me. For now. For now. All right. Surprise wine because I want to crack this open. All right. Let's crack Ready? into it. <laughs> let's crack into the wine. Ooh. So I got 19 crimes. If you didn't realize from present oh i didn't even think about that oh well because it was on sale and i was just like well i'm just gonna buy like two more bottles for myself so yeah so we have this one and we have the banisher one. Ooh, have you tried either no Ooh, we're gonna we're, they're both for the podcast we're gonna pop them all open tonight we're gonna get so oh, drunk just to- tonight yeah so what else? oh wait um since i was editing the episode um who won the bear thing not me. The bearskin rug? The Grinch. The Grinch? The Grinch was kind of cute, though. Like, when I first saw the the bear Grinch, the bear Grinch, the bear girls. Bear girls. <laughs> I like oh, bear That would have been a fun idea. Um, Yeah, this was the Grinch one, just as a refresher. Oh, they dyed it. Yeah, they dyed it. They had a whole sleigh. It even had the little dog on the back of it. Aww. They won. Who won? Wait, who won the gingerbread house? Stranger Things? I think Stranger Things won oh. the gingerbread house, yeah. They, mm. did, they didn't put, like, medals on them like they did the bears. They just put the people's names, and it, they didn't, like, describe whose was whose. But I'm pretty sure Stranger Things won. The second place was the bearskin rug. Okay, and then you were third place? No, third place was what? Rosie the Riveter and Napoleon Dynamite. <sighs> I thought Teddy Mercury was a fucking great idea. I loved him. Very good. Did you see our fan art? I did see our fan art. Do you own it now? No, not yet. Oh. (laughs) Our lovely Jenna, who drew our logo, drew us fan art. Yeah, and it was cute. It was pretty much us again. It was like our logo, but different. It was very adorable. (laughs) It was our logo, but same, same, but different. Yeah, but I loved it. I loved it, too. I was so excited about it. Wait, 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 what? Wait, wait. Is there something on here that I need to read? Is it like a joke? Is it like a yoke? I don't think there's a joke on the 19 Crimes wine bottle. So. But it says number five, impersonating an Egyptian. What? Cork. <laughs> I like impersonating an Egyptian. So is there 19 bottles of this that I only know of four? There's only, uh, I think there's only like four or five right now. Maybe they're working their way up to 19 bottles. So we could have all of them across our shelf Cute. that I fixed. That's clearly level now. Okay. Oh, um, um, uh, I was going to ask you. 
have you watched any of the things that are going around on t- like the internet right now, like the Bird Box or no. Bandersnatch? No. I watched uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah. Is that, isn't that the Choose Your Own Adventure Black Mirror? Yes. Have you watched it multiple times to choose your own adventure multiple times? Okay, so it does this thing, though, where, like, you start watching it. No spoilers for anyone. I'm not going to say anything. But, like, you start watching it, and, like, you'll go down one path, and then it's kind of like, wrong move, bro. And then you, like, go back where you're like, I'm going to change this. And you go back in time somehow. Oh, so it's pretty much putting you so I feel like I don't, where it wants you to go. Yeah, I feel like I don't have to watch it again, but I might just to see if I choose different paths if different things happen. Because there's definitely, like, one thing that I did that I'm like, I feel like that definitely could be um, something that I can't redo. <laughs> so, but the options, um, they definitely escalate after a while. That's it's awesome. Like, they're pretty low, like... Which cereal do you want? And then they're like... Oh, they really make you choose that? Yeah. Then they're like, what do you want to do? Murder? Kill your someone? Or just back off? <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> but it was it was fun. Like, it really was good. But I was, like, up really late at night and I had to work the next morning. And then I had a really fucked up dream. I've just had been having fucked up dreams for no reason. Hmm. So, But no, I haven't watched Bird Box yet either. Yeah, no, I was trying to convince Brennan to do the Bird Box Challenge when we were up north. I don't know what the challenge is. Where you literally just wear a blindfold and do whatever. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to convince Brennan to do the Bird Box Challenge while skiing down a hill. That sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. It would be internet gold, and he agreed. Did you do it? No. Oh. We talked about it, and then, like, the day came, and then we just, like, never mentioned it. And I think just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It was a bad day. That is all I will say. I had a good time, and then sometimes I didn't have a good time. Oh. Well, and you know what else isn't here? Your notes? No, my notes are right here. Okay. I I was trying to somehow lead into my um, not having anything else to talk about. Oh, okay. I don't have anything else to talk about either. Yeah. I think I did, and then I forgot. Besides, I admitted I killed Tim the Soup Ghost and I knit now, but... Proud of you. Yeah. Not for killing Tim. We have to plant a new baby now. Okay, well, what I'm currently trying to do is I added miracle Grow to him, and I added some more water, and maybe from the ashes we'll sprout a new Tim the Soup Ghost, (laughs) and we'll Um, see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. If not, let's just plant, like, basil. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. All right, Devin, flip this coin of stuff it's me first oh oh what a so fancy where are you at i never asked you i hope we're not in the same place wyoming okay we're not in the same place that's good i forgot i took notes on paper again today oh you went back to to my roots <laughs> i just like when i did the dover demon story i was just concerned that i didn't know how long to make my notes on paper. But it actually turned out pretty long. It did. I'm editing it right now, I know. (laughs) But it was only like a few pages. I don't know. And I just was like, you know what? I'm at home right now. Actually, I did part of my notes at a restaurant, so that's why I also did them on paper. Sure. So are you ready? Yeah, so I'm going to tell you about the Birdcage Theater in Tombstone, Arizona. 
Ooh. So the Birdcage Theater opened in December. I saw one report that said the 25th and then one that said the 26th. So somewhere around Christmas. Let's say Christmas. 1881. Christmas morning. This birdcage place opened and Jesus was born. In 1881. In 1881. (laughs) In Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah. So one thing I saw specifically on one article was that the building was made out of cement and it withstood the fires of the early 1800s or a fire of the early 1800s that burned so much did of just Tombstone every to the city burned down in the 1800s is yeah. that just a thing that happened yes because we built everything out of wood and hay we didn't know how to use fire <laughs> we're still confused about it so during the time that this was built it was kind of the time of the silver rush so Lottie and Billy Hutchinson intended for it to be a respectable show like in San Francisco that they've seen, like, fancy shows with, like, a ladies like, night. Like, showgirls with, like, the big, like, sort of, like, a but burlesque yeah, like, really show because it's the 1800s. Yeah, but, like, really respectable with, like, ladies nights. So, like, a fully clothed burlesque show in the 1800s? Yeah, fully clothed, respectable. They're actually all wearing business suits. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Holding canes and top hats. So, they soon had to change their idea to appeal to the tougher mining crowd. The tougher mining crowd. So, like, the bikers of... Yeah, they were all bikers and they were all miners. <laughs> so now, then it turned into real burlesque shows is what you're saying. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so, it was named for its 14 small cribs that were hanging from, like, they're that was, like, around the ceiling. I'm sorry, what? I'm gonna show you. They were hanging cribs from the ceiling? <laughs> no. Did they keep babies in them? <laughs> they're not called... They're not really cribs. Are you sure? Yes. Did they keep go-go dancers in them, like, cages where they dance? Um, Essentially, that's what the idea is, yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, like, there were ones that were, like, you know, like a balcony? Yes. There's, like, seven on each side built into the walls where, like, girls would be. And then it said somewhere that there were ones hanging from the ceiling, too. But I couldn't, like, find specific. Like, that's, um... When I was looking for pictures, I couldn't see ones hanging from the ceiling, but, like, those are, like, the balcony ones on the side, the top. They're, like, little rooms. Yeah, they're, like, little rooms. They're, like, little peep show rooms. Mm-hmm. Is this just a flea market now? No. Okay. Cause <laughs> I don't know what picture this is. I'm just trying to find you, like, the best picture of, like, those little rooms really quickly. They were, um, they housed painted ladies dressed as uh, finely as feathered birds. So that's why it was called the Birdcage Theater. So they were naked and painted with silver and they were killing themselves. Why were they killing themselves? Because, like, lead and silver paint. Oh. Back in the 1800s. Um, I think they were just, like, makeuped and prettied. Oh, okay. And, and naked. And they were dressed in all feathers. This is what I'm definitely seeing this as. Feathers. Not, it doesn't say fine as finely as feathered birds it definitely says all feathers dressed in only feathers yeah no like big bird they were all dressed (laughs) up as big bird (laughs) every single girl there was dressed as big bird but like a slutty big bird slutty big they went to spirit halloween and they got their slutty big bird costumes and then they went to work here so by the 18 by 1882 the building had gained a reputation as the wildest place in town Oh, the rootin', tootin', shootin' of a wild, wild west. Yes. Again. <laughs> Always. As all of our show is. <laughs> we really like the west here. 
I guess. Well, I don't think anything's really technically the West. It just sort of like, we all like turns out to be cowboy. We all like cowboys. Yeah, uh, we're all in Red Dead Redemption, wherever that city like. is. The New York Times said, The Birdcage Theater is the wildest, wickedest night spot between Basin Street and the Bar Bay Coast. Yeah, it sort of sounds like a peep show. It sort of sounds like they have sex shows going on and lots of drinking. Um, well, let me tell you about it. Um, in the time that the birdcage was opened, it was open from 1881 to 1889, the doors never closed. It was open 24 hours a day, 365 days a week. Huh. A week? A year? <laughs> That's a lot of days in a week. They provided things such as gambling, drinking, a brothel, theater, and, of course, music. Yeah. So definitely, you know, crazy parties. Yeah. The theater became home to the most expensive sex workers and high-stakes gambling in the region. The longest poker game in history happened in the basement of the theater. How many? Are how you, long? I'm going to tell you all about it. Ready? Uh, okay. Did so someone die? The pay-in for it, you had to play, you had to pay in $1,000. $1,000 in 1800s time? Which was the equivalent to $23,530 today. Uh, the rich of the rich. Um, the game was played around the clock for eight years, five months, and three days. I'm sorry, what? Literally, like how? Literally the entire time that this building was open was the longest time, like the longest poker game. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was only open for eight years. Yeah. Literally, the building was just hosting one long poker game. Oh, okay. Sure. I don't know if, like, people, like would drop out and then rebuy in and it was just like one giant game that just went on forever and like it never officially like there's always someone playing at the same table at one times and that's what they considered like the longest game or whatever yeah but this game was played by some notable people of the time such as george hurst diamond jim brand brady diamond jim brady adolphus bush doc holliday Oh, yeah, we know Bat that name. Masterson and Wyatt Earp. Oh, yeah, we know these names. Mm -hmm. It's estimated that $10 million changed hands during this time, which and the house took 10%, which is about $235 million. Oh, my gosh. So, high-stakes gambling. Yeah. One of the first acts at the birdcage was Mademoiselle de Granville. Also, her name was, like, Alma Hayes also known as Female Hercules or the Woman with the Iron Jaw. Oh, okay. She performed feats of strength specializing in picking up heavy objects with her teeth. She picks them up and puts them down. With her teeth. With her teeth. Other acts included comedian Nola Forrest, Carrie Dahmer, Dahmer, who was an opera singer, comic singer Irene Baker, and the Irish comic duo of Burns and Thayer's. Eddie Foy was also a performer, and he was a vaudeville actor. Had cool. a lot of people. There's more on the other page. Oh, okay. So, as I mentioned, it got its name from the ladies. Yeah. Dressed like slutty big birds. So, they um, practiced their trade in the 14 cribs that lined the gambling hall, seven on each side of the room. It also, like I said, it's almost said they were suspended from the ceiling as, like, cages hanging from the ceiling didn't find really good pictures of that or anything, so I'm going to just take its word. The ladies would charge $25 a night, which was about $588 a night. Wow. Um, 
One article said that the ladies drew their drapes in their cribs while entertaining their clients with champagne kisses and other favors of the trade. The birdcage had painted stages and orchestra pit to pay tribute to the many entertainers who performed there. A few more names being Nellie Boyd, Robert McClude, who is a Shakespearean actor, Frederick, Frederick Ward, and then Irish dancer and actress Lola Montez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like that whole beat song. Yeah. <laughs> I had to include it. Okay. So, the birdcage, the bar room of the birdcage, was also the site of one of Tombstone's most grisly murders. Oh. A high-stakes gambler named Billy Milgreen was entertaining the affections of two sex workers at the same time. Ooh. So, two different girls. I bet he paid a lot of money for that. Their names were Margarita and Gold Dollar. So get you some gold dollar margaritas. <laughs> they didn't like each other. Oh. Because Gold Dollar found out because she was Billy's regular and she discovered Billy flirting with Margarita. So she attacked Margarita with a double edged stiletto knife. Wow, bitch fight. She stabbed her repeatedly. Oh, okay. In the chest. Oh, okay. And so the grisly murder is women. Yeah. They were jealous, jealous women. Jealous women. Um, named Gold Dollar and Margarita. Probably their given names. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. You know, that's the kind of times we're in. Mm-hmm. So as the marshal approached, Gold Dollar fled the scene where she was apprehended. But the murder weapon was missing, so no charges were filed. Oh, good 1800s crime. Yeah. A century later, the knife was found behind the birdcage, and it's now on display inside. Oh, fun. <laughs> Look at this awesome murder weapon. A hundred-year-old murder weapon. Where the murderer walked away scot-free. Scotch? Scott? Scott? Scotch? Was it Scott? Scott? Scot-free? Okay, I was right the first time. It also took him a hundred years to find out it took that them a, they threw it out the back door. It took them a hundred years <laughs> to find it outside behind their building. She just threw it behind a dumpster. An old-timey dumpster. That was technically probably the sewer. Yeah, I don't know how it took him a hundred years to find that, but I thought it was a really interesting um, history. Yeah. So the birdcage was closed in 1889 and sat abandoned for many years, leaving everything just where it was on the inside. The building was reopened in 1934. Okay. So quite a few years later. The building was purchased by the Hunley family, I think is what it was, but I might be pronouncing that wrong because I can't read my own handwriting. Okay. And they owned and operated it as a museum. So that's what okay. it was. It still houses the gilded cages, hand-painted stage, and original grand piano, complete with 140 bullet holes embedded in the walls. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Because there's just, like, random shootouts because this is the wild, wild west. It's the old west. We gotta have our guns and our broads. So visitors and employees have obviously reported seeing spirits of former sex workers and men in cowboy hats yeah specifically it said men in cowboy hats um reports of the hauntings actually started around 1921 when a school was built across the street students began to report the sounds of laughter and music coming from the abandoned building as well as the smell of cigar smoke all hours of the day yep because it never closed no uh people have been touched Sounds like vegas i mean i feel like they were the original like this is party all night. Yeah. 
what happens in the birdcage stays in the birdcage. Oh, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Caca. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So people have been touched, pushed, and pushed by unseen forces. There were 26 deaths in the birdcage theater. Like they claim, or they're, I think a psychic came in or something, that all of them still haunt the place. Oh, okay. The most often cited is a figure of a male stagehand that appears wearing a black striped pants, a visor, and is holding a clipboard as he walks on the stage. I wrote next to it, no shirt, question mark? Yeah, definitely no shirt. Come on. He was what just- kind of place is this? People don't wear shirts here. He was just wearing a visor, black and white striped dress pants, and a clipboard. This is America's first topless bar. Cute. Others have reported hearing the faint sound of a woman singing. And the museum's sound system has turned on of its own accord. And it will blast old-timey music. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. That's me as a ghost. Yeah? (laughs) Blasting the music I used to listen to. So, like, My Chemical Romance? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. We'll blast My Chemical Romance, um, The Ghost of Us, (laughs) as I'm a ghost. (laughs) And they'll be like... I think my ghost is depressed. <laughs> I'll just they... blast all sorts of songs about death and being a ghost. Yeah. No, it's perfect. The Ghost of Beverly Drive. Um, What's it feel like to be a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Afterlife. Oh, yeah. Avenged yeah. Sevenfold. Gotta get a little ragey. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is so happening as me as a ghost. I love this. Others have reported strange sounds coming from the balconies. Strange. Strange, strange strange sounds sexy sounds Sounds. from the slutty big birds coming from the balconies (laughs) they also hear them from the main floor the strange sounds they smell a sharp smell of cigar smoke and whiskey the staff has also heard the sounds of glasses clinking and cards shuffling after close well yeah of course there's cards no the cards are shuffling all day every day because we never stop. We never Can't st- stop, won't stop. We never stop playing poker in this place. Yeah. We never stop anything in this place. So it's not after close, it's all the time. They just leave and then the party really starts. The ghost party. Yeah. On one occasion, a valuable antique poker chip, which had been missing for years, suddenly reappeared on the poker table. On its reappearance- Was it gold? Like- I don't know. I think it was just like an artifact. So they were oh, like, okay. ooh- um, on it, upon its reappearance, it was locked in a safe until it could be authenticated by a historian. Yeah. And then, when the historians got there, they were disappointed to find out the chip had suddenly gone missing again. Oh. And when they left, the chip reappeared in a locked desk drawer. Ah. Those are some tricky ghosts. Another story. So they have these statues now in the building. Of, like, some of the people who used to, like, be there. Like, you can kind of see in this. They're, like, little statues of, like, men in the little boxes. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. So they have a statue of Wyatt Earp. And he's in one of the cribs. After it was first placed there, staff would come in the next morning to find that his hat had been knocked off and thrown onto the floor below. And this happened continuously for six months. Oh, wow. On one occasion, staff arrived to find that the statue had been turned all the way around with its back facing the opening of the balcony. Oh, okay. 
Sometime later, a local historian came and told the Hunleys that Wyatt's statue was in a crib that was usually used by the Clantons. And when the statue was moved to a crib that Wyatt frequented, the hat tossing stopped. Oh. He just wanted to be... He'd be like, um, excuse me, this is where I was. He wanted to be where he was comfortable. He wants to be where the people are. (laughs) The people are. So a dice table, which weighed 700 pounds, or several hundred pounds, once mysteriously moved from its usual spot. Uh, When the staff came in the next morning, they found that it had been moved in front of a door. And they have a sign on, like, that specific area that says, Do not disturb our 26 resident ghosts. Oh. And the table had been moved, like, right up against the door. And the table was so heavy that it took eight men to move it back to its former position. Oh, my gosh. Which, to me, was like, maybe eight ghost guys got together <laughs> and they exactly, picked it up. I was like, well, maybe all 26, because be, moving, like, earthly things as a ghost is hard. So maybe they all just got together. Every single one. They yeah. were all in it. Maybe one was like, no, I'm not playing in this game. Yeah. But, like, at least 25 of them. Yeah. Picked it up and moved it. Together. Maybe the 26th one was just sitting all sexily. Maybe she was on laying on it. Yeah. yeah. It was um it was Margarita. <laughs> it was laying, Margarita. Laying on the poker table. Just like a sexy big bird. <laughs> that apparently in my drawing looks like a hula dancer. She kind of looks like a who. But like think of everything being covered in feathers. I love it. So Birdcage now offers ghost tours. Yeah, let's go. It starts, they start with like a brief history and then they visit each room and tell you like what activity has been documented there. Oh, that's cool. They're also fine with you bringing your own ghost hunting equipment as long as it's for your own personal use. Yes. And tours are $25. Let's go. When are we going to Arizona? I don't know, but I think I'd be down for this one. I think we need to like get like a map in here and like pin where we can go on ghost tours. (laughs) Yeah. Or like... Mark them with X's and then pin them when we've gone there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's my story. Yeah. And I'm sticking to it. Okay. (laughs) No, that was a good story. I've never heard that before. I really liked the idea of there being like 26 resident ghosts and I wanted to find more info, but the background, like the history of the place was so exciting too that I was like, I have to like weigh it out a little bit and not make it too long. Yeah, of course. Yeah, look at that. So we're hopping on our old-timey train. Yeah, we're setting the scene. Our little stagecoach. Yep, and it's going to take us 24 days to get to Wyoming from Arizona. That's very, very positive of you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Wyoming has a buffalo on their flag. Cute. Oh, and Yellowstone National Park's in there. Oh, I didn't know that. What years are we in? Oh, we're in the 1800s. Oh, so we're still around the same time. Yeah. Okay. So we can be on our old-timey, old-timey, what did I say, train? Yeah. Our stagecoach. Old-timey train. Sure. So we are in Rollins, Wyoming. Rollins? Yeah. Not ing. Lins. Lins? Yeah. So There was once a max security prison known as the Frontier Prison or the Wyoming State Penitentiary. Okay. The Wyoming Frontier Prison is a castle-like stone fortress that was designed by the same architects as Alcatraz. So, the same architects? Who designed Alcatraz. 
designed this prison that we're talking about right now. Is it in an island? No, we're just in the middle of Wyoming. Is it? Is it? Is it like so big it's its own island in the middle of Wyoming? No. Oh. No, we're, we're probably in open fields. Op- open fields of buffalo. The buffaloes run by as they build it? As the buffaloes roam. And then an old-timey stagecoach passes? And then we show up. <laughs> um, 24 days later. <laughs> <laughs> so, the land, they bought it from the railroad. I don't know, the railroad company in 1888? <laughs> oh, we came in on that old-timey train, too. We did, until they bought it, and they started construction on this prison. Okay. Uh, the prison was finally finished in 1901, and it became the home of the roughest inmates around. The roughest, toughest? The ruffians of Wyoming. The rootness, tootness? Are we still in cowboy land? Yeah, we are still in cowboy land. <laughs> okay, cool. But even other criminals were convicted of lesser crimes were also transported. Uh, transferred to the uh, frontier prison, unfortunately for them. The prison became immediately overcrowded and throwing, because they were throwing any criminal that they could, like, for anything, pretty much, to arrest them to civilize Wyoming. So anyone. Anyone. Theo got arrested and thrown in prison. Brendan definitely would have been arrested. Brendan's definitely arrested. (laughs) so in 1904 they had to build 34 more cells in attempt to uh, relieve the overcrowding the concept of their prison system at that time was to reform was to break the spirits of the criminals and force them to conform to society's rules so like um what do you like a re-education type thing i'm trying to there's another word for that where they're like they they try to make you conform to society and be a less bad of a person yeah something like that is it just reforming sure is it just reformation reformatory what prisons are yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) that's exactly what prisons are wow wow we figured it out we're really smart we're so smart so the prison was equipped with a hundred and four dark cramped cells with no electricity running water or adequate heating ew Hot water wasn't even installed in the cells until 1978. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a long time. Yes. There was definitely hot water. Yes. Way before that. Yes. So, we're jumping back. Uh, In 1906, they finished a building from what they were called the Dungeon House. The Dungeon House. Yes. Did they play Dungeons and Dragons there? Not quite. Did they go dungeon crawling there? Did they get treasure? No. Were there dragons? No, definitely I, not. Were there trolls? Probably a troll or two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dungeon trolls. Dungeon trolls. Okay. That executed prisoners. What else are in dungeons? Torture Tor- devices? Lots of torture devices. Okay. <laughs> so, the dungeon house would be the place where they would move the most violent prisoners in effort to improve the rest of the prison's atmosphere. Which actually only helped a little bit. (laughs) Oh. In the dungeon house or the black hole, two inmates ended up dying from the cold because of the lack of heat. Oh, shit. So they called it the black hole, too? Yeah. They're just like, what terrible things can we call this place? Yeah, oh, it gets bad. It gets dark. 
This, this I mean, they have no heat there. Probably no hot water. Yeah. Because that didn't come till the 70s. Yeah. Everyone was forced to take cold showers. <laughs> Maybe they just bathed in a trough. Ew. <laughs> I just thought, instantly thought of, though, like, like where your horses are hooked up and, like, a horse has been slobbering in it all day and then you have to go take a bath in that. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly... The picture I am painting right now. So you're not even really getting clean. You're just horse slobbered. <laughs> yep. You are just now horse slobber. So not only did like it kill inmates, it also drove them insane. Including the dungeon, there was also seven other variations of solitary confinement. Seven? Several. Oh, so that's still too many. <laughs> yeah. So one in which was known as the punishment pole. I'm assuming it's a pole. Yeah. Maybe that you're tied to? It is. It is a pole that you are handcuffed to and whipped with rubber hoses. Really? Yes. Are you li- are you lying? No, I am not lying. Rubber hoses? Rubber hoses. Okay. Yeah. Um That sounds terrible. Yeah. The punishment pole. The punishment pole. Alright, let's move on. Okay. This is this is uh what is it called? Dark sided? Solitary confinement? Yeah. With a person? Yeah. Whipping you with hoses? Yep. So not solitary? Well, <laughs> I think they take you out of your solitary cell and be like, you've been bad in solitary, and here's your pole. Okay. Yeah. They all get their own poles. They <laughs> No, I think there's only one pole. There might be two. You don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at pictures. <laughs> the prison was eventually considered uh, too rough for women, because oh. women were also there. Oh, because everyone was there. Because everyone was there. Were children there, too? No. Okay. Children weren't bad, and apparently. No. The last woman inmate was transferred in 1909. Oh. And it was mostly due to the issue that women were not segregated from the general male population. Oh. Yeah. So That's they... not good. No, it's not. Like, if I'm thinking of, like, male prison jokes... Just add a couple of females, sprinkle a couple of females in there. That's not good. No, it's not. Poor ladies. Yeah. What's their crimes? I, I don't know. They were throwing a lot of people in jail, so it could have been pretty much for nothing. Could have been literally, like, didn't listen Having to boobs. husband. Yeah. Has boobs. Doesn't listen to husband. She's hysterical. Thought you'd be in a, what asylum for that. Yeah. So, they ran into many more issues in attempting to make the prison a max security prison. So, one thing that they needed to do was to stop escapes. Okay. They had that issue? Yes. A lot of it? Yes. Okay. Uh, stop general bad behavior and needless killings within and outside the walls of the prison. Jeez. Um, weapons were often smuggled into the prison and a guard was shot by an inmate who was also armed by dynamite. What? <laughs> yeah. How did he get dynamite? He smuggled it. Who smuggled it into him? He smuggled it in himself. He smuggled the dynamite in himself? Yeah. In himself? In himself? Isn't that how you smuggle things in the prison? <laughs> <laughs> the prison wall is for a reason. <laughs> call it that they do call it a prison wallet it's not just your butt crack and you hope for the best nope. or some fat rolls oh, no 
<laughs> oh, thanks, Devin, for the visual. Did she oh, show you? Like, she like. <laughs> okay, an inmate shot a guard in 1907 when he was trying to escape with a stick of dynamite. <laughs> okay. Yep. And in 1912 alone, 30 prisoners escaped. Holy fuck. Through the wooden stockade and barbed wire in two consecutive days. So, like, 30 prisoners escaped in two days. Yes. Did they not notice the first day? Or were they like, (laughs) hey, we'll just put this tiny bit of, like, chicken wire here and they won't get out again. (laughs) Just put some chicken wire. I don't think chicken wire would keep my dog in a yard. So, in the same year is when they started executions. Of course. And they invented something called the Julian Gallows. No. Uh, where condemned prisoners were forced to kill themselves. What? So, to spare the hangmen of any assistance in killing and to avoid paying an executioner, they would be put in a noose and step onto a trap door that activated a stream to fill a bucket. Once the bucket filled with enough water, it would pull the trap door, um, suffocating them to death. Oh. Yes. That's, um, terrible. Yes. Uh, it, it sort of gets worse. I but we'll get there. I didn't think that it wouldn't get worse. Okay. If that makes you feel better. It does, a little bit. Because we're trying to light heart a uh, 19, early 1900s prison. What was the name of it again? The Wyoming Frontier Prison. Really? Yeah. How cute. How cute? Yeah, like, Frontier makes me think of cowboys. Well, that, that's pretty much the reasoning. We love cowboys here. We love cowboys. We should be playing Red Dead Redemption right now. I could tell you some really funny things that happen when Jason plays Red Dead Redemption. It's hilarious. Yeah. Brennan has, like, a video that he should show us when we're done with this about Red Dead Redemption fails. <laughs> Jason literally was trying to stop his horse in a city and accidentally shot a guy. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. And then he, like, got off his horse at one point to help save a guy who was getting attacked by wolves. And he accidentally just ran up and shot the guy in the head. Why why does he keep shooting people in the head? (laughs) (laughs) He accidentally accidentally shot his horse. Well, Brendan's horse went over a cliff, so. (laughs) All right, so... To make it a little bit worse, at the time, guards would intimidate other inmates from fighting when tr- and trying to escape the gallows by bringing them the skin from a condemned man made into shoes who had attempted to escape the death house. Ew! <laughs> Theo's trying to make it better. My jaw locked when I was trying to respond to that. Like, that's how gross, like, shocked I was. Yeah. Ew. They brought him his, their skin as, yeah. shoes. As, as shoes? Did they have to wear it? I, I didn't look that far into it. I mean, I assume they'd make them wear the skin shoes. Yeah. Okay. I'm really disturbed by these skin shoes. Yeah. Um, I left out something worse, but... What is it? <laughs> you left it out, but what is it? Uh, they would give the head to the warden's friend. Or something Just like that. Just to his that. friend? I don't know what he did with the head, and I didn't really want to know, but, like, they gave the head of the dead person to someone. Like, maybe to make soup out of? Ew! 
Don't make it worse. Okay, well, some serial killers make food out of heads. Some prisoners ended up cracking under the pressure and committing suicide by throwing themselves off the upper floors of the cell blocks. Oh. Even guards experienced a lot of pressure because working in the prison was not any better. And uh, one of the guards committed suicide off of Tower 9. Off a tower. Yeah, off of one of the guard towers. Wow. So that seemed like a good place to work. Yeah. I don't think they probably don't have good benefits either. No, definitely not in the 1900s. <laughs> so, after using the Julian Gallows for a long time, they decided that they needed a more humane way to kill people. Okay. And so, bring in the hydrocyanic. Sure. That's a It's word. hydrogen and cyanide acid chamber that they installed in 1936 to do the job of executing men. How humane. Um, gas chambers. Yes. So, like, not, but, like, better than suffocating to death, but I feel like they probably like still, still suffocating. suffocating to death. But maybe just, they were like, oh, well, we don't have to see it now. But I feel like that's still not hum- humane. I'm not saying that it is humane. I'm just saying that they thought this was better than suffocating them on the gallows. By hanging them. Yes. Okay. To avoid, like, the escapes, they finally finished concrete walls and towers, which I probably already brought up, and sorry that it's this far back. Okay. Uh, the inmates throughout the years were making broomstick shirts and high-quality wool blankets for the military. Broomstick shirts? Broomsticks and shirts. Oh, I literally just heard broomstick shirts. So I literally was picturing, like, they were taking the bristles from a broom and making their own shirts because they didn't have shirts. No, no, no. They were they were making these for other people. These okay. were like a work program prison. So not broomstick shirts for themselves. No. I thought it was shirts for broomsticks. Ooh, shirts for brooms would be so cute. What a yeah. Because imagine sweeping your floor, but your shirt's wearing a nice button down, <laughs> or your broom's wearing a nice button down. So like then. You put that button down on later? Like, it's already wearing it, and then to clean your... You just wash the shirt. Clean your broom. Oh, okay. Sure, that's how that works. I don't know. I'm just trying to go with it. Okay. And after the war, they made license plates. Like a normal movie... Prisoner movie. Okay. Throughout the years, they added more cell blocks. And cell block C was built for the more serious... Discipline cases, and the old hole, which was the old solitary confinement cells where people died because it was too cold. The black hole thing? Yeah. They turned into classrooms. Oh, so nice. Yeah. And in 1981, after 80 years of service, the prison closed and turned into a museum. Okay. So, tell me some ghosts. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> Is in a there minute. more bad? Well, I was just going to give you a sort of quick rundown. Okay. So throughout the prison's operation, approximately 13,500 people were incarcerated, including 11 l- women. That's a lot of people. During that time, there was a lot of death in the prison, like we have talked about. Nine men were strangled to death on the gallows. Five men were executed in the gas chamber. Prisoners were killed trying to escape or killing themselves before recapture. 
and an inmate was lynched by a mob of fellow inmates when they found out he had raped an elderly woman that got him in prison. So that's what got him in prison. Yes. So, but the thing is, the reasoning that this lynch mob was after this guy was that this woman played a motherly role to the inmates after the prison opened. She would bake pies for them weekly. Oh, she sounds so sweet. Yeah, so the she was known as the pie lady, and the inmate that was tossed off of the railing had raped and murdered her. Oh, poor lady. I know. She just wanted to make pies for prisoners. She did. She was just so nice. Pies for prisoners. So one of the hauntings is the replaying of the mob hanging him over the second floor balcony. Oh, wow. Apparitions are seen out of the corner of your eye. Um, in various cells throughout the blocks, you can feel an unseen presence and hear disembodied voices. I hate disembodied voices. Yeah. In the Black Holer Dungeon House, an angry, crazed ghost is said to threaten anyone who dares to enter certain sections of that area. An angry, crazed ghost. Yeah. Probably because he's, like, angry because he, like, tried to escape and they made his skin out of sh- made skin shoes. Ew. Skin shoes. So, in the death house, and I really liked how this article phrased this, and it said, Some sensitives have felt an increase of pressure on their chest and feeling of anxiety as they climb down the steps to the death house. Ugh. Um, so, like, people sensitive to, like, the paranormal. paranormal. Yeah. There has been a reflection of an apparition of a man wearing a brimmed hat seen in the room where men were executed by hanging. Ghost hunting groups have recorded several orbs or visible psychic energy fields in the showers of the death house. So let's talk about what a visible psychic energy field is. Let's do it because I'm uncertain. I don't know. So let's paint a picture is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm picturing... Like, a vibration off, like, a thing. Yeah, like, just, like, a little... All you're seeing is a little vibration. Yeah, I think of it more, like... So, like... Well, it's an energy field, too, so it expands to a certain, like, size, right? Yeah, so maybe, like, it's like a ghosty walking around in a bubble. Oh, that's cute. It's like a bubble... It's a bubble ghost. It's a bubble ghost. Oh, like Bubble Boy, but he's a ghost. Yeah. That's so adorable. That would be so cute. The orbs in the prison have appeared slight, like slightly fuzzy spears of light with darker rings surrounding them and are capable of moving through walls. Ew. Some voices recorded include one person asking for a cigarette. Oh. Yep. And saying, oh, gee. <laughs> oh, gee? In a sarcastic way, which I guess I didn't say it in a sarcastic way. So like, oh, oh gee. Yeah. <laughs> But every time I see it, I'm like, even when I was like rereading this, like, like correcting myself, I was just like, oh, gee, you know, because they're saying G, you yeah, know, I'm like, excited. I don't feel like that's sarcastic. Like, gee, yeah, this is so exciting. Um, but then there's also gruesome and terrifying wails of punishment that can also be heard throughout the prison. I don't like that. Um, especially around the area of. I think it was it was one of the cell blocks closest to the punishment pole. Ew. Clear, heavy boot footsteps have been heard outside the public restrooms, and when investigated, no one is found. Other employees have reported very similar events. A tour guide 
said that he saw a shadowy figure next to one of the shower rooms. Thinking it had been someone who had slipped away from the tour and, like, to try to hide overnight. Because, like, yeah. I'm a ghost nerd. Uh, ran to com- uh, confront that person. The person ducked behind an alcove and just large enough to hold, a, like, a person. Yeah. He kept an eye on the figure and the alcove in sight the whole time, but when he got there, no one was there. Ooh, ghosts. Another former tour guide said she once saw a dark-haired man wearing a gray shirt and gray pants. And what a bland outfit. Well, the better-behaved prisoners often were allowed to wear gray clothing instead of the classic, classic prison stripes. Oh. Yeah. So he was a well-behaved prisoner. Yeah. Okay. He just wanted to, like, get his sentence over and get the fuck out. But he still had to wear bland clothing. Yeah. Ghost Adventures. My favorite. Uh, yeah, they caught the camera moving on its own, like one of their setup cameras and wherever it was, and sounds of footsteps can also be heard. Oh. Uh, many individuals who serve as employees to the museum have stated that they have seen apparitions firsthand in various locations throughout the building, since there was a lot of deaths. There's just a lot of ghosts. I can imagine. I can imagine, too, if you worked there for a while, like, you're probably going to see something. Yeah. It's probably, like, your initiation. Oh, yeah. Like, they're like, you don't actually work here until you see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I worked at a haunted place, I'd so tell new employees that. Right. I'm mean, like, once you've seen a ghost and you stay, that's when, that's when you're fam. That's when you're a fam now. That's when you under, that's, you're, you're part of us. You get it. Yeah. Many visitors and employees have stated that certain areas seem more intensely emotional, and when they're in these areas, it feels like a hostile environment, and they experience fear. Ooh. So, like, they're scared to be in those rooms. Yeah. And scary I, energies. Yeah. Very scary energies. So, um, there's not anything particular that stands out. A lot of the ghosts, like, it was said that, like, a lot of a ghost just... Go about their, like, normal prison days. Huh. Yeah. They just live their lives. And then, like, the others relive certain events, like the guy who got thrown off a balcony. Yeah, so some of them relive their, like, torture and deaths. And some are just going about their daily ghost routines. Yeah. Like, you know, walking around the prison. Yep. Prison life. So, that is the Wyoming Frontier Prison. Interesting. And that is all. And most of it's death. And skin shoes, skin shoes. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah, so most of it's death. And so, like, when you were in the bathroom, I was telling Devin, I'm like, I feel like mine's more true crime than anything at this point in time. And I feel like there's not like a lot of ghosts, but like, there's a lot of ghosts from like the true crime. There's so. a lot of like sightings and negative energy, it seems like. Yeah, well. It was a very negative place. Yeah, but it seems like a lot of the sightings are all going to be similar because it's a lot of negative energy. Yeah. Probably all, like, you know, compacts rather than being, like, individual sightings. You get all the energy. Yeah. So, that is my story. And I'm sticking to it. Yay, how cute are we? Oh, we didn't dive into our stories this week. We didn't, Devin! Damn it! Devin. This is your job! You had one job, Devin! 
Two, ten, three. three maybe three, four. Maybe four jobs. Okay. One, make sure shit doesn't fuck up while we're re- recording. Two, flip the coin. Three, drive us in. Four, take notes. Google. Five, Google. Google. Six, sit here and look like a Devin. Be a cute Devin. Seven, do your jobs. <laughs> That's one of your jobs is to do your jobs. Well, that was a fun story. Was Even it? Even though Devin didn't drive us in and do her yeah. jobs. She did part of her jobs. She gets yeah. like a, she's like a she's B minus. She's huffing at us right now. <laughs> I mean, it was a death story. Yeah. But it's like, you told it well. Okay, thanks. Proud of you. I really enjoyed the story. And I, I actually really enjoyed put, my story. I put a ton of effort into it, like more effort than I normally do. I've been putting, I put a lot of effort into this story today because I was so fascinated by it. I was like, kind of digging the idea. Okay, well, my story started off as the Wyoming Territorial Prison, right? Mm-hmm. Same, same, but different. And, but the thing is, that prison closed when the prison I talked about today, the Frontier Prison, opened. Okay. And, like, everyone was, like, transferred there. Okay. So, but the thing is, that story was short. And so, like, I was just like, well, if, like, the story doesn't, like, turn out long, maybe I'll just talk about both. There you go. You know, but, but, like, I didn't have to. No, you didn't. There's ghosties at both places. Old-timey prisons. Old-timey ghosts. 19 crimes. And ghost all right i guess that concludes our podcast i guess it does i guess that's our podcast yep um you can find us anywhere where podcasts be like and rate review and subscribe rate review and subscribe (laughs) to the podcast we have not done this in a really long time we haven't and i've drank about a bottle of wine at this point in time and thank you if you have rated reviewed or subscribed we fucking love it it made me so excited to see that we had a facebook review i literally was telling everyone for like three days (laughs) yeah so like if you guys keep like liking and sharing and reviewing us like that gives us the motivation to be better than we are it does (laughs) i mean honestly i'm so like pumped to do this because we got one review (laughs) yeah one facebook review but we really appreciate it. We do. But anyway, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Yeah, definitely Podbean. Spotify. Spotify. That one. Yes. And you can find us on social media at Twitter at the MFCast. It's where I kind of post most of our updates. So check us out there. Uh, Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast. Or you could also, if you feel so inclined, share your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. Eventually, eventually we want to read them to you. We have stories. We have a couple. But, like, not enough for an episode. No. But we'd like to do an episode. We'd love to do an episode. Oh, that'd be so fun. It would. It'd be, like, a surprise. We also have other, like, um, information-type episodes we want to work on. Yeah. We need a cute name for them. Haven't thought of it yet. The Information Station. Beautiful. Okay. Um, also... Investigation. You can find us... On Facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast. Where you can also... See review our review. Us. You can see our one five-star review. 
You know what? You should add an, another five-star review. We'll love it. We will love, we'll it, love it. And it. we'll talk to you. We'll probably comment on it. Yeah. We're very excitable people. We are. We are so excitable. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, special thanks. Oh, yeah. Special thanks to... Jenna, who did our art and logo and special fan art, which looks exactly like our logo, but different. But, like, cute and bubbly and adorable and more colored. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That is a Jen duh. You know, and she just, I think, just uploaded new things to her Etsy. I think she did. I think she just revamped her So buy things. There's this really cute cat notebook that you should buy. There's some really cute shit on her Etsy. There are these two cats. It's a white cat and a black cat. And she, like, does them really cute on a notebook. And you should buy that notebook. It's soups cute. It's so cute. And if you buy it, tell her how cute her art is. I don't know. Tell her we sent you there. Tell her that. Yeah. Tell her, hey, uh, Marble Forest sent me here and told me to buy this notebook, so I bought it. Yeah. And I, you know. And it's soups cute. She's also got, like, cute fandom stuff. All sorts of cute stickers. Buy her stuff. Yeah. Um, we also like to thank my cousin Cameron, who did our music. You can't follow him anywhere, because he doesn't want me to. Um, but his memes are fresh. Fresh. Maybe he'll make us old-timey jive music for our... I've been meaning to ask him I was going to at Christmas, and then I just... I didn't go. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, that's okay. Um, what else do we do at the end of the podcast? And Devin! We thank Devin. Even though she didn't do her job. Even though she didn't do one of her jobs. Out but of she will 800. remember next time to do her jobs. We still thank her for being here. And we love her. And thanks, Brendan, for taking Theo out of the room. Because he was getting real annoying. And that's it. And that's it. And I drank a bottle of wine. So don't tempt fate. And buy a livestock. Yep. And, and don't eat your friends. Don't eat your friends. Wow, we have so many sign-offs now. I think we need to stick to one sign-off. I like don't tempt fate and don't eat your friends. Yeah. They're both cute. Don't, don't tempt fate and eat your friends. Don't tempt fate by eating your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um, okay, goodbye. Goodbye.